Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hey, Tamika. Oh, hey. How you doing? Hey, I'm all right. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. That's good. How's your week been? Uh, no comment. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, working from home um, sucks. Just trying to adjust to it. I hear you. Yeah. Well, the good news is at least I can actually keep you busy with doing some movie news and, you know, take a break from work. (laughs) Yeah, you give me lots of homework. So um, I'm um, trying to catch up. Well, at least it's good homework and not bad homework. Uh, yes, it's very interesting homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, without any further ado, this is Movie Loves You Tonight, and welcome <laughs> to the show. Ta da! Ta da! Ta da! All right. All right. So, anyways, this is Movie Loves You Tonight, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, we're going to be talking about. The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, that's right, that's actually going to be the Stephen King, based off the Stephen King adaptation, they're actually making this into a movie, then we're moving into Space Jam, A New Legacy, which is actually developed by LeBron James, LeBron LeBron James is actually going to be the star of the movie, then Disney is developing the Hercules remake with Shang-Chi writer, and this is actually going to be the Disney animated cartoon from Disney that's actually going to be doing a live-action adaptation of Hercules. And then I actually have some John Wick Chapter 4 news about a script and a release date. And for our first main topic, we're going to be talking about AMC Theaters versus Universal Pictures. And this is actually going to be called Round 2 because I talked about Round 1 last night. But I wanted to go ahead and get to Mika's thoughts on this whole entire thing about what she thinks about it. And then after that, I'm going to go on ahead and give her my thoughts on it. Oh, okay. All right. So let's go on ahead and get on with the show. <laughs> so. Yes. So what's your thoughts <laughs> on the whole <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Mona silence? So what's your thoughts on this whole entire thing with AMC theaters and Universal pictures? Mm, it's kind of tricky because... I mean, the whole thing is that um, I think Universal broke a contract agreement where you kind of right where in my that's how I'm interpreting the story. It's like movies are usually released like 90 days after the theaters, right, to be released digitally. Yes, exactly. Okay. 90 days 
for the uh for digital digital release. Yeah, they that is actually correct. Did um Trolls World Tour for like two weeks. Yeah, they ended up doing a digital release for it for two weeks, and it made a hundred million dollars off the digital release. And basically, AMC is saying that they breached their contract because of the fact that they did a whole entire digital release and they made the hundred million dollars without and get this AMC also said they also confined in them and asked them if they could do it and they told them no and they still went on ahead and did it. Yeah, see, broken agreement. <laughs> right. But at the same time, though too, you know, AMC's also losing money already. They lost uh a billion dollars. They're actually a billion dollars in debt right now. And don't forget, them doing this right now is not the right time to say they're going to ban all Universal Pictures movies from playing in their movie theaters. This is not the right time to actually do that, considering the fact they're a billion dollars in debt. And here's the thing. when I don't know if you know this or not, but if they do this, it's going to make the whole entire box office thing go wopsided because of the fact that AMC Theaters t- rakes in a lot of money. They're actually the biggest movie theater franchise that's even working today. And for them to ban a movie studio for doing that, it's not gonna, their movies are not going to work financially at all. Even though they're making money off of Regal and all the other mom and pops movie theaters and stuff like that, they're not going to be, Universal is not going to be making that much money off of their properties. Because of the fact that in order for this to work, in order for their movies to seed, they actually have to break even with their budgets and everything else that goes into making a movie. And for them to go on ahead and say, well, we're banning uh, all Universal projects because of the, they breached our contract. I can understand the fact that, you know, they breached it. But, you know, I, I feel like this. Universal can actually probably try and strike up a deal at some point, and try and come to an agreement with something. But what do you think? I'm not on anyone's side. (laughs) (laughs) They're both cricket. Um, True. But I do have an AMC premiere card, so I'm kind of loyal to AMC. (laughs) (laughs) I I understand. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I can see both ends of it. Like with Universal, it's kind of like this is my this is my movie, so I can do whatever I want. But with AMC, it's like if you release because um, they wanted to do their next films where they release it uh, digital, digitally and in theater at the same time. Right. Right. To try and see what how it was actually going to do so the way it can maybe succeed on both ends. Yeah. So if they if they do that then that's going to mess up uh, AMC's income. You know, like concession, stand, treats, and all that other stuff. Because people are going to be like, well, if you're releasing it at home, then why should I go to the movie theater? Exactly. Because, don't forget, um, movie theaters only make a third of what they actually bring in. and The rest goes into the box office. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's to keep the lights on, to keep the concession stands going, and everything else. Yeah, pay the workers. Right. So, 
with them doing that, they're going to be laying off even more workers, even even after the pandemic's over with, mm. if they go if they go this route. Yeah, and they already have some theaters already have like a donation fund for the workers. So, yeah, there there has to be a deal to work out with all this because it, it's going to be a a lose lose situation in my opinion. Exactly. And, you know, I feel like this. And I'm not a studio executive or anything like that. So I'm just a guy who just is thinking outside the box a little bit. And what I'm thinking is, why don't they just go ahead and do this? They sign another agreement, but in this agreement, it's just dealing with the trolls, with the trolls movie in itself. Where it's like, okay, we already, you guys already make a third of what we bring in. So we'll give you a third of what we made off of Trolls, which is $100 million, or if it's actually getting even more now. We'll give you that sum, which is also what you are we're going to guarantee already. And we'll just go ahead and split it down the middle. I'll get my half, you get your half, we'll go on ahead, we'll do business as usual. Hmm. And, and do it that way. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I'm assuming it it would have made more money like it is now, how it's been released digitally than in the theaters. Well, don't forget too, though, and this is me thinking too, is the fact that there's nobody's going anywhere no, because they're all confined to stay, yeah. right? Everybody's confined to staying at home. And I believe, this is just me thinking because I even talked to Chris from Hotel Nerd about this. Because he thought that because of digital releases and everything else happening and new releases happening, that it'll be the end of movie theaters in general. But here's the thing. Everybody's staying at home. There's nowhere to go or anything. By the time this pandemic's over with, we're going to be hungry to go to the movie theaters, hungry enough to actually go outside of our homes and not be confined to our, our home anymore. So it would make us want to go out to the movies and see a a certain movie rather than staying home. Yes. But there are are certain people that are probably going to be feeling more comfortable, especially with kids. Like, you know what? What's the point of me going to the movie theaters wasting 50 bucks on my kids with these snacks and everything when I can just go on ahead, watch this digitally and do it that way? Hmm. Yeah. There's also that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it has many angles to it. I mean, you know, um, Universal is just thinking now, but they're not thinking in the future. You know, like you said, right. when this whole pandemic ends, then it's it's kind of like they're going to be um, in the hole because people are going to rush to the theaters more. Um, well, right, exactly. And AMC, like I said, is already a billion dollars in the hole right mm. now. Universal is a over a billion trillion dollar company. Yeah. But I also found out this too. Movie theaters can actually buy individual movie theaters and show their movies in those theaters. Hmm. Yeah. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, back in the nineteen thirties, I believe it was, if I'm if I'm wrong on the year, correct me, guys, people that are listening. But I think it was like the 1930s or maybe the 1950s. I forgot what year. But 
movies a movie theater companies or movie studios just to buy movie theaters so the way they can go and show movies and everything out of their own studio and do it that way and then all of a sudden i think i forgot who winded up saying well you can't do that it's illegal or whatever so they winded up stopping they put a stop to it so now it's actually illegal for them to do that mm. to where they can actually buy individual movie theaters mm. So if the, this is me speculating, they could also probably try and buy AMC theaters, mm. and it would probably become a Universal Pictures theater if they did decide to do mm. that. But would they want to show other films outside of Universal? I believe they can. Yeah. I believe they could still show other films because I think I don't see how any other I don't see any other way where it will benefit them just showing. Um, just showing their movie studio movies. I don't see how that would be beneficial to them. You know? Yeah, yeah, I do. So, yeah, I definitely could see them probably showing other movies. I have to research that a little bit more, and we'll probably come back to this maybe tomorrow or maybe during the weekend on what I find out about that. If they're able to show other movies aside from uh, the movie studios. Yeah, we gotta movies. do a little history nerd research, right? About <laughs> film history. <laughs> but yeah, I remember reading the an article about that because I I think it was like maybe three or four months back. I think Variety did a whole entire story mm-hmm. on it about that, and I'm like, okay, I didn't know about this, so I wanted up going into the whole entire history of that one part. I didn't go even deeper if they can or can't show other movie movie studios movies other than their own. So I need to go on ahead and check yeah. that out. But what do you think about that aspect? It makes me kind of nervous. Um, uh, yeah, because it's like big business taking over. And, you know, AMC is a big business, but I don't know. I mean, what would the concession stand prices be like? Would popcorn be like $25? (laughs) True, because it's already $10. (laughs) All I got to say is it better be gold-plated popcorn, and that thing better be good. When we all come back to the theater, well, some theaters are opening here in Georgia, but I'm not going to be a lab rat. But... (laughs) If we right, and even in Texas uh, too. But you know, when it's when it's comfortable <laughs> enough to go to the theaters, I wonder would they lower the prices? Like welcome back price, five dollars. Well, you know, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny though. They were actually talking about showing like older movies mm-hmm. first, just to get people in the theater again. And I wouldn't be surprised; it might be into a five, maybe ten dollar range. Just to get people back in the theater again and just celebrate movies, celebrate the fact that we're over this pandemic. Because that's what I heard. I heard that they were going to go on ahead and release older movies for everybody to enjoy. Just to have a reason to go out and get out and just forget about everything Mm. for a while. Yeah. Especially after everything we went through. The thing with that is most of these movies are available online and streaming. But I guess unless you really want to see it on a big screen, then it would benefit. Right. You. 
Well, don't forget, too, like, I don't know if your movie theater does it, but I know the Grand Theater over here does. They actually have a one-night-only or two or three-night-only where they would show, like, older films. Like, they showed Beetlejuice oh, one okay. night. They show, yeah, they brought back, like, the old classic movies, like Jaws. They brought back Gone with the Wind. They brought back Casablanca for a night or two. Yeah, our AMC here, they do that. Um, and a couple of movie chains, movie theater chains do that, too. I thought you meant, like, the ones okay. that... I have just come out, you know, like how we talk about the Invisible Man and all these well, that are supposed to be released in theaters. They could possibly do that. That's actually another way of thinking of that, too, because I was thinking like older movies, like as in older movies, like we already have on Blu-rays mm. and DVDs. But that's also another thing, too, that that's something else I didn't think about. Mm. Because that could actually be beneficial for them. Because here's the thing. The Hunt didn't even have a chance to make any money before this pandemic actually mm. happened. The Way Back didn't even get a chance to have its yeah, own either. Movie. We know. <laughs> <laughs> but get this, though. That movie does not place, take place in Boston. <laughs> uh, still has so, Ben uh, Affleck, who is the poster child of Boston. So, yeah. Well, damn. <laughs> but you know um anyways but, i love boston how Don't you doing me. um bostonians <laughs> plus john <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um that's one way of looking at it i didn't think of it of looking but i wouldn't want to see that's that, actually pretty though. cool i mean a, a movie that's that i've already streamed i, I wouldn't want to see it in theaters like, i don't know well, what happens if I know you didn't see the hunt, but what if they had the the thing of the hunt, the movie The Hunt on there? Would you pay to go see that? What is it about again? For example, or Okay, it's about it's pretty much like left and right side in a way where they're hunting people mm. for a mm. sport. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, it got banned because of the violent content and stuff like that. But what I was thinking was, if people haven't seen The Hunt and don't want to pay the $20 price tag to go see The Hunt, they might want to go out and see that movie. Well, yeah, especially if it's banned. Well, it's not banned no. now. They actually had a, yeah, they actually had to do a couple of reshoots mm. and stuff like that. But, you know, they wanted up putting it on streaming services and stuff like that. But what I'm getting at is this. Would you go see a movie, even though it's available on stream for like 20 bucks, or would you go to the movie theaters and it's just you, would you go out and see it? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, a movie that I would have, that would be worth it for me to go out in this pandemic to see would be the movies that are coming out in August. <laughs> Right. Well, here's the thing. I know all of Jul July's release dates got yeah, butchered. So, pretty much we don't even have a release date for mm -hmm. July. For hardly anything, mm -hmm. I believe. But, I, I'm going to have to do that a little bit more. But, still, it just sucks that this whole entire battle is going on during this time. And I get the fact that Universal wanted to do something special for people especially when they're stuck in the house with their kids doing their homework and stuff like that and they just want to wind down with their kids and have some family time 
and they want to put on trolls, I don't blame Universal for wanting to do something special like that for them. Yeah, I guess they thought, but, oh, Disney Plus can do it. Then so can we. Yeah, We can do it, we too. You can't do it, Disney <laughs> right. Plus, the Universal. You got to stay in your lane. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to be like the Joneses. Bye, bye. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. be like Mickey. But, yeah. I think that the best thing for them to do is try and work out some type of deal where they can come to agreement in the middle yeah, and go from there. Good. Hopefully they'll do that before everything gets settled. I still would like to know what happened with Regal because all of a sudden now Regal doesn't even want to even get involved. Yeah, they, wanted, they were on the bandwagon and then they got out. I think Universal <laughs> like gave them some bitcoins or something or like kind of put some money on the well, table and say, "Listen, listen. If you drop this this whole lawsuit, this whole thing you got going on with AMC, we'll pay you double." And they say, "Well, okay." <laughs> I was also thinking of like this too, like where you see a bully in this other, you know, what I'm saying, where you see a bully yeah. and a victim fighting. And then all of a sudden, they want to help them, and they're like, eh, we're going to help. And then I was like, never mind. He, they, he can, take, they yeah, can take care of themselves. you see the bully and the victim, and you want to help, but then the bully is like, here's $20. Keep walking. And then you go, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. Thank you for the $20. Plus. Didn't see nothing. <laughs> exactly. Just like John Cena, Boom. you can't see me. Woo! The <laughs> 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 Ric Flair for no reason. Woo! <laughs> so $20 is $20. Woo! I think I'll be doing Ric Flair, Woo! doing that impression of Ric Flair too. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So I, I think that's going to be it for that one topic. Uh, so was there anything else that you want to add to that or are you, are you Wanted to go to something else. Yeah, we else. can move on. I think we beat this horse to death. <laughs> okay. Either that or AMC beat the heck out of yeah, uh, Universal. They'll come so around. We're just gonna... you know, they'll work something out. Right. Because they both need each right. other, in a sense. <laughs> right. The way Joker needs Batman, exactly. Batman needs Joker. So, <laughs> yeah. so there you go. Don't know um, who Joker or Batman is so, in that scenario, but whatever. Right. <laughs> it works. Makes sense. In a certain sense. But, right. So, okay, so I'm a big, mm-hmm. huge Stephen King fan. Yes. And you know that. And, you know, I've actually read this book a little bit, but I just couldn't get into it the way that I could with some of the other stuff that he's done. But in case everybody's wondering, they are going to be adapting The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon into a movie. And at first they were trying to think maybe it would be better off as a TV series and stuff like that. But they decided to go ahead and give it the big screen treatment. And it's going to be directed by Christy Hall, who's actually a co-producer for I Am Not Okay With This, which is a Netflix show. And I watched that Mm. show. That was actually pretty decent. Um, 
But basically, the movie centers around this 12-year-old girl named Trisha McFarlane. If that's not Mm -hmm. Irish for you, I don't know what it (laughs) is. But anyways, it's a 12-year-old girl named Trisha McFarlane who strays away from the path from her recently divorced mother and brother and take a hike alongside a branch of the Appalachian Trail. Lost for days, wandering through and and further astray. Trisha has only her portable radio for comfort, a huge fan a huge fan of Tom Gordon, a Boston Red Sox relief pitcher. She listens to baseball games and fraternizes that her hero will save her. Nature isn't her only advisory, though. Something dangerous may be tracking her through the dark woods. Mm. So, what do you think about the whole entire synopsis for this. So this this guy is kind of like a baseball player, you said? Yeah, okay. Boston Red Sox player. I don't know why misery immediately popped up in my head. Just like you're obsessed with <laughs> the celebrity or right. a, a fanatic of someone and you're consumed by them. Is she consumed by this baseball right. player? Well, she the little girl mm. is. She's only twelve years old. She's oh. she idolizes him, and not only that, but Stephen King's also a big, huge mm. Boston Red Sox fan too. Considering the fact he is does live he's up from in Boston. Maine. Oh no, he lives up in Maine, which is actually maybe three hours or four hours away from Boston. Because I actually been up that way. I've actually been to Bangor, so where he lives. Like he lives in Boston. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in the okay. New England I haven't area. been to the New England area. It's on my list of places yeah, to go. That's right. I remember us trying to plan your, your yeah, and your sister's trip. Yeah, we were going to go to Boston in March, but you know how that happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, anyways, what do you think about this little girl that's uh that's a big fan of the Red Sox and also a fan of this guy named Tom Gordon and her wandering off in well, the woods. Well, that part is strange. Wandering off in the woods. Nothing good happens there except old mythical creatures who want to eat children. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, I haven't get this. <laughs> I don't I, know what that's actually a good from, take on I, it. Okay. <laughs> Hey, you're not totally going to be wrong on that, though. Like, for real. Exactly. When you have one thing figured out, Stephen King has another way to twist things up in its own way. But, you know, I read the book. I read a little bit of the book. And like I said, the book was not my cup of tea. It's not even that long of a book. I want to say maybe it's maybe a 200, maybe 300 page book, if that. And it's a, a small read. And Basically, she gets left behind because she was tying her shoe, and her brother and her mother winds up leaving so why are her they behind. All in the woods, like oh, just hiking. You say that? Well, yeah, no. yeah, they're just hiking. <laughs> I mean, hiking is good, but you know, you gotta have a a, a well. What do you call it? A air, well, a area a that is. Yeah, that you're familiar, you're familiar with. with. And that has heavy traffic. Yeah. I, Foot traffic. And what I want... <laughs> right. And you see, with this, 
I believe I, I don't it's been a while since I read the book, but I believe this is their first time mm. actually being up in this mountain. So they don't know what's around them. They don't know anything about this place. Oh, boy. <laughs> and there are groups of people that are hiking oh, okay. on this trail and everything too. So it's not like, you know, it's just them. But then, you know, there's signs that have different paths and stuff like that. And the girl also got oh. lost. Oh, boy. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> I'll tie my shoe and catch up to you later. Just like Home Alone. <laughs> two. Yeah, Home Alone. Home Alone two. in the woods. <laughs> oh, no. I got to put batteries in my talk man or whatever that thing was called. Yeah, yeah. It was a talk man. I had one. Oh, I still catch up with him. (laughs) Dad, wait up! Right, wait. (laughs) You know what's funny? (laughs) Whole thing just came. Dad, Dad, wait. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking for my dad. He's on this plane. We gotta go. The plane's boarding, Patricia. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Why is there always a white woman named Patricia that's involved with something? <laughs> I can't believe you let me play that whole scene now. <laughs> hey, I like it when you do this. <laughs> There's my dad right there. And then the funny thing is, have a good trip there. Merry Christmas. Because Thanks. he sees the coat. <laughs> oh no. My parents in Florida. I'm in New York. My parents in Florida. I'm in New York. New York. Oh, spend money, spend money. Uh, 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 spend money. Dad's credit card. Okay. All right. What were we talking about? All right. You just broke me. <laughs> Stephen, basically, you just put Kevin McAllister in a Stephen yeah. King movie, and I'm okay yeah, with it. Now I can give the book. I'm actually try. okay. <laughs> Since you didn't like it the first time. I'll just name, I'll just hey I'll just get rid there of Trisha's go. name and put Kevin there in there. Just do Kevin that. McFlurin. Not Todd McFarlane, but you know, Kevin. Yeah. Just do that. Right. Just give the book another try. <laughs> do it for Stephen King. Right. I would if I didn't uh give oh, it to Goodwill. Boy, I hope he isn't listening. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I have his other books, so I think I'm on good terms no. with the with the Kings. No, I think I'm not. good. <laughs> well, I'll oh, just go in and buy the other phone copy calls of, now. Uh, He's gonna call him to the show, John. <laughs> like, why did why did you sell my book? I worked so hard on that book. Why'd you sell it? Don't you know who I am? I'm Stephen King. <laughs> I'm the king, motherfucker. I'm Why the you king. sold my book? <laughs> oh. <laughs> my parents are in Florida. I'm in New York. But yeah. New York. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, I'm okay with the whole entire adaptation of this, even though I think this might be the weakest of his books, other than Elevation, mm. which is just a horrible book altogether. But. Um, I'm okay with them making a movie out of this. As a matter of fact, I don't even see this being a two-hour movie, to be honest with you. Because this book's only like two or three hundred pages long. And I don't see them actually stretching this out 
into making it even a longer movie. This could be wrapped up on maybe about a 90 minute oh. movie. To be honest. Okay. Or an hour movie. Yeah. To be honest. Unless they decide to be very mm. descriptive with it. But I haven't even gotten to the part where she was running into something in the woods or anything like that. Because the wording in the book was very bland for me at the time. To the point where I was like, okay, I don't mm-hmm. care about this. And just put the book down. Mm-hmm. But maybe now that I'm older, yeah, maybe I might actually I enjoy the book more. Premise. So, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. There I go. You're welcome. Home Thank alone, you. too, though. I do appreciate home that. Alone too, not one. One is what okay. we're doing uh, now. Okay. Social isolation. <laughs> right. This one long, whole okay. long movie about <laughs> burglars coming to kill us. Yeah. Alone. Right, because we're already going to be home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um. So, here's the thing. Are you excited about the new Space oh. Jam? I don't know. I don't know. I think Space Jam came out when I was in middle because... school. And I know everybody was talking about it. Michael Jordan. Oh my gosh. And I remember finally seeing it on TV. Um, and I was like, wow, Michael Jordan's a crappy actor. But these cartoon characters are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Because you can definitely tell during that time, though, you can even look back at the whole uh, Shazam thing with uh, Shaq and everything. It was just like they were trying to put every single basketball Mm. player in a movie. Or if you played a sport, they're going to put you in the movie, no matter what. There are basketball players who can transition to movies, I guess, because they're I don't know. Maybe you can count the ones that can transition well in the sports casting. Maybe they'll be good in movies too. Because it's kind of like you're performing right in front of a camera. <laughs> it's right. It's just that you're not swinging a bat or you know, you're actually acting. You're instead of just playing a sport, uh, you're playing a like character. See you become that character. As the lead. But you know, maybe look, maybe King James. Oof! If I had some powder, throwing pretend like I'm throwing powder up in the air, King James. Maybe he would do good in this role. But, <laughs> but in case anybody doesn't know, Space Jam actually has a new title. Oh no! It also has a new logo. Yeah. And LeBron James is actually going to be the star <laughs> of. <laughs> I'm sorry, MJ is Jesus. is the guy. Is, well, I is like my MJ dude. too. He's I my was dude. A kid when the Jordan but... thing was happening, I got Jordans. <laughs> I, I had a Michael Jordan jersey. I had a Chicago. Mm, I had the yeah, Chicago Bulls jersey. Was a Chicago Michael Bulls Jordan. Fan. I had. Mm. During the 90s? Yeah. But, you know, the Space Jam, A New Legacy is what it's called. And I think The New Legacy is actually a good title for this because of the fact that forget about all the old basketball mm. players that we used to have, like Patrick Ewing, mm. um, Charles Barkley. Forget about all those old cats. We actually have 
Mm. A new, some new fresh faces for once, and they're actually trying to put those faces oh, onto this new Is Space Jam movie. And LeBron about him too. <laughs> My sister used to have. A I love Scotty. Scotty's awesome, and I remember she had his poster up. In our room, I was like, who is this guy? This is the longest jump shot ever. (laughs) (laughs) Get this. I actually had a Chicago Bulls poster with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pittman, and Dennis Rodman all on it. Yeah. And I used, even though Rodman was a mess back in the 90s with stuff, even now he's kind of out there. But. You know, he was like the bad boy uh, basketball. He was like yeah, the John McEnroe of the basketball. Then, he would be blowing it up. Yeah, he would. Exactly. Every single day, he would be trending. Mm, mm, Especially mm. with that white then wedding he, dress he yeah, had on. Yeah, and he dated Madonna. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he punched the mascot. <laughs> yeah. Mm, punched times. the mascot. Married Madonna. Times. I miss those times. Dated her. Mm, yeah. Now basketball is too serious. <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> I think it yeah, was serious, bad. but for Rodman, it was like now a party. King James, poof, <laughs> put it that white way. powder in the air. <laughs> Not white the powder. snort white powder, but like baby powder. He like when he if right. for your listeners that don't know, LeBron James is nicknamed King James. It's the king of the court. Um, when he makes his entrance, he like puts white powder, not cocaine. On his hands, and then he throws it up in the air like a cloud, and say poof, and then he walks through it. <laughs> I wonder if yeah, he's gonna do that on uh, Space Jam. Poof, King James. <laughs> That'd be funny. I could see. <laughs> and another thing too that I want to actually mention too, I actually have some inside information on something too where. You know, Warner Brothers is actually going to be the one who's releasing this movie. And basically, what I heard, they're actually getting all of their properties together to where certain characters are going to show up from their properties into the stands. Into like, if you if you saw oh. it, he might actually show up. If you if there's the Conjuring franchise, chances is you might actually okay. some, see something okay. from the Conjuring franchise. So <laughs> you just need to stick with <laughs> Looney Tunes like, character and base basketball players. The, yeah, just keep it basic. And all that I think is just for the stands oh, for pe- for the characters to be in the stands. Too much. <laughs> because don't forget, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Well, don't forget, we actually had some mm-hmm. stuff that actually happened in the stands and everything. We got mm. some Looney Tunes up in there. Just bring back Bugs Bunny so, and the know. gang and King James now. And some new aliens and call it New Legacy. I... <laughs> right. Poof, white powder. <laughs> That'd be white powder, my... not white powder. <laughs> Hashtag well, white powder. I want to be specific about white powder. powder. <laughs> I get to see him now up when he's getting ready to do the uh, white like, powder. Whoa. He's go. Poof. 
white Trinidad power. LeBron James said white power. <laughs> I meant powder. Because <laughs> everybody goes, this yeah, mother, yeah, this mother saying uh, black fitting. power. I mean, they should <laughs> see some of them. Yeah. Uh oh, phone calls. Uh, right. Sorry, John. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, back to so- talk before I get <laughs> any more in trouble. But okay. <laughs> It's okay. But, you know, I'm okay with the title. I think the title is fine because of the fact, like I said, it's putting a new face on Space Jam, a new spin on Space Jam. And it shows that Michael Jordan is no longer going to be the one who's going to be in this movie, mm-hmm. which is no dub because of the fact that he's retired now. Oh, and he no probably he can't even slam dunk anymore like he used to. So, No, he didn't. Well, I mean, I'm I, I'm not I'm not throwing the guy down. I, I'm not throwing the guy down. Hey, hold on. I'm not hold on, hold on. I'm not throwing the guy down. You know, I I have respect for mm-hmm. Michael for what he did in the game and everything back in the '90s. I've always been a fan of Michael. I still parade mm-hmm. Michael for what everything he's done. But I'm 35 mm-hmm. years old. He's up there in mm-hmm. age, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the internet ruined Michael Jordan for us. <laughs> Because of that meme where he's crying. <laughs> and you know what? That was actually mm-hmm. the most heartbreaking thing, though, during that time. Because that's when he won the championship yeah, for his dad that passed away. <laughs> that during that year. <laughs> that is so messed up. Oh, that is just so messed up. We're terrible You people. know? <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Do. We just have dark humor. <laughs> but, you know, I like Michael. I still respect him. I've always been a Michael Jordan fan. Always will be. I even have one of those so two squad uh, basketball jerseys. Um, basketball jersey. Well. I do, okay, but it don't fit so me no more. <laughs> it's called putting it up in a plaque and hanging it on your wall. Yeah. Oh. Right next to my Tom Brady oh, and Gronkowski jerseys. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I would like to see no, as a new okay. Space Jam movie Pass. with football players. <laughs> That's what I'd like to see. That's <laughs> mm. right. Edition. Can't have it all. <laughs> <laughs> but. Get this though, LeBron's actually producing the movie. White white powder. <laughs> white powder. Oh, white powder. Now I can't even say the joke anymore. <laughs> <You see? laughs> it makes me feel dirty. But all right, let's go yeah. to topic number three before we You're get even in more in deep trouble. <laughs> so Right. <laughs> so, another thing, too, I found out that Disney is developing a live-action Hercules movie. And it's actually going to have mm-hmm. the Chang-Chi writer. And Ariana Grande mm-hmm. is rumored to play the princess. So, that tells me that they're going to have the songs in this movie, unlike what they did with the Mulan movie, if they are going down that route, since they are casting, if the rumors are true, 
if Ariana Grande is the one who they're actually casting, it goes to show that they are looking probably for someone that then can sing and also act at the same time. Like a character. <laughs> Talk about that ponytail. <laughs> yeah. True. That's how she make her money. She can never have a hairdo. She got to sleep with the ponytail. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Oh my god! You're breaking me tonight, like for real. (laughs) (laughs) I can see you being on one of those Disney cartoons. You're gonna be like one of those girls who go, "Yeah, "Yeah, girl, flaunt that ponytail. ponytail. Yeah, show that ponytail." Yeah, you whore. whip that ponytail in uh, Hercules' <laughs> face. <laughs> okay, we're from a, P- a G Hello. movie to a Red R movie now. <laughs> Prostitution whore. <laughs> True. <laughs> Mom, what's a whore? It's a very nice lady <laughs> with questionable morals. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Yes, she makes money. She makes more money than me. And she makes money. <laughs> she's an independent she's an, business woman. She's, she's an independent mouth. woman. <laughs> woman. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so anyways. Uh, so, what do you think about this whole entire thing about um, Hercules getting a live mm, I don't know. Can James Woods come back in it? Is he going to be in it? I would love to be honest with you, I don't know. There's no casting right now for this. All I know is that one rumor about Ariana Grande. So right now, that could be possible. I wouldn't mind Danny DeVito coming back as a CBS. Yeah, he's done right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And James Woods, I would love for him to come back. He's he owned that role. I really loved him as this the, the being bad guy. All I want is you know the Emperor's New Groove live action with David Spade. That would be amazing. I thought yes, that would be amazing. Him, <laughs> him and Adam Sandler <laughs> were video chat the other day. So yeah. They were? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to check that out. <laughs> but no, not really. But is Hercules one of your yeah, favorite Disney movies? I'm not too sure about this live adaptation. But you know, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm sorry, coronavirus. I could be wrong as hopes well. And dreams because because I was looking forward to Mulan. And then that's going to be pushed back. So I have nothing to look forward to. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm back. Well, we got a couple <laughs> other stuff that might be coming out. I mean, <laughs> there might be some stuff that might be coming out that's actually worth going to see. But, you know, I wasn't one of those people that was excited mm. or wasn't wowed by the Mulan trailers or anything like that. I'm like, no Mushu, shame on you. This on y'all's family. You dishonor everything, so no. <laughs> I want yeah, a Mushu. I, I don't care. I want an Eddie tale. Murphy. And... Yeah. 
you know what like happens to Milan in the original tale, right? It doesn't end well. Oh, yeah, that too. Well, she winds up getting her head chopped off, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're trying to be true to the original story. Yeah, I can see all of a sudden it, it cuts to black, and that's the end what of the happened? <laughs> And the did kids the, are like, Did the screen go out? I can see them. <laughs> no, honey. Right, you got a um, head chop. I Mulan went to heaven. I can just see you being one of those parents where it'd be like, Mom, but ha- there's this nice woman over there just explaining to her kid. It's okay, honey. It went black because the fact, mm-hmm. you know, they wanted us to have our own interpretation on what happened. So Mulan yeah. is still alive. Yeah. And here you are. That's why I don't she got her head shot right off. Now. It's time to go home. <laughs> and like, they grow up what? They're like, well, yeah, I guess that's how life feels, Mom. Like, right? like, yes, son. Okay, cool. What? <laughs> <laughs> I can just see all of a sudden the little Mom, kid going, what? Like, Cartman. <laughs> Where are you talking about? <laughs> Guys, man, you better hear everything from me. Yeah. I can't even watch a movie about. because of you. <laughs> you say over... Yeah. Hey, Ma, you say over here, yeah. and I'll say over here, and you do not ruin my yeah. line movie yeah. because yeah. I know she does not get a head chopped off. Yeah, and I was like, I believe she's a concubine. I didn't have my cheese bag. I just got to have my cheese bag. Excellent, excellent, son. Very good. Concubine. Concubine. Yeah, yeah. you got to grow up fast sometimes, son. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. So, I'm going to go yeah, ahead and make me some chicken pie pie, and I'm going <laughs> to slap some bitches. <laughs> God. All right. <laughs> Yeah. God. Moving on. Anyways, Ooh. another news. <laughs> this is the last one. <laughs> uh, mm. All right. Mm. Well, your boyfriend, John Wick, mm-hmm. is actually going to be getting uh, John Wick Chapter 4. Mm. And mm. it's actually got a script and a release date. And this is what the director actually had to say about it. And this is what he said. He said, we just kind of met each other when we were doing the Parabellum publicity tour. And I think we were in Japan. And Mm -hmm. Kano goes, I think I got one more left in me. And we had one idea we didn't use, which we really loved. And we have to cut it out out of number three for Parabellum. Just didn't have the space for it. So we're like, okay, we'll do a fourth. That's going to be awesome. We'll make a plan. The studios, when we totally get what you're trying to do, we submitted an idea of a thematic plan, and it was really big. So we're talking about doing a little bit more than a John Wick 4 or something like that and trying to develop that. We'll see how that goes, said Stachowski. And then he also added, we, we have, I wouldn't call it, a first draft, but I call it a scriptment, a written out story, part outline, part script, part thing. <laughs> we know where we want to go. We know the thematics, we call it the toy box. It's like a 100 and something page document, but some of it's written. It's a good place to start. Then we start 
thinning it out. And then we work with the writers to get the right scenes. Mm. And then we start working with Hannah's dialogue. It's very outward in process for us. Then we'll do the inward-outward process, which is about a character. So, to answer your question, I'm happy in a place where we are in development. We got not a quite, we got not quite a locked-in first draft, but we're in a place where we know what we want to do and where we want to do it. And then he added, I think Dave and I were both good at what we did as stuntmen and as a choreographer, so we don't want to lose that. I want to be cool with the action. I want to be better, a better director. But that doesn't mean I want to do less action or have less to do with the action. I guess the third one just felt like I needed a place to go after number two. I need to go a place after number two. And anyways, I, end, I had these ideas. It's kind of became that wacky action movie. There's been a couple of days where I've decided to do a number four. And I've woken up in a cold sweat go, going horses. How do I beat horses? Like, I have no fucking idea to tell you the truth. <laughs> I think I have a lot of really cool ideas for the next one that I think are different and shocking and fun and unique. How to do them? I have no Sound fucking like idea right now. now. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> yes, lock yourself in the house. Because I don't know. Out. Right. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but this is also what it says. Uh, Kano's got to finish up his commitment on the Matrix to Celsius continue, which is a big deal, and I, which I think will probably take him until the end of the year. Then we have to go into our prep mode, and then we'll start. So release dates, I'm sure, with with every production wow. and Dave's stuff to our stuff, who knows right now. Uh, he gave us a whole lot of nothing. So there you have it. <laughs> I'll... I'll... I'm gonna have to write exactly. him or call him. <laughs> hey, how about you turn your phone on and you just write? How about you do that? How about you do some yoga and you just clear your mind and you write? <laughs> or you look at all the John Wick movies, even two. <laughs> Yeah, and you go, you look at three and you say, hmm, and then you now figure how out can I continue you... this into four? Because in three, he he and the bow, 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 but... bah, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. The dude with the pigeons. <laughs> right. Yeah, they were gonna, it seemed like they Yeah, with Lawrence Fishburne. To get revenge on the continental and the organization. So, how about you start right. there? <laughs> I agree. Just start off right where you left off at with that, and then add in whatever you're going to do with the woman that. Yeah, uh, like you did the in woman three. and the, woman, like the guy three, who ran the continental. Like, boom, he's running. And you're like, okay, we're going to start from where we left off. Like just just do that. Me too. And you know what? I, like I really loved the third one where he was actually on a horse. I was like, Is the dog okay. <laughs> the dog scene was actually really good. And I like the <laughs> And you know what else I liked though too? Yeah. 
was the chemistry between him and Holly Berry, which I wasn't yes, sure it was going to work or not. And it worked together. What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. What? No. <laughs> I can see Kendall going, what? <laughs> Whoa. No, I, I like that chemistry, too. Um, I I just like the whole movie because of the innovation that they had in it, especially with the dog food. <laughs> As we talked about on the first show we did together. Mm-hmm. I do, too. Right, I remember that. But then I found out Kiki, which is <laughs> Keanu Reeves, is but, like probably getting married, maybe getting married. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can still ride this fantasy and pretend like he's not getting married. <laughs> I already ride the fantasy like oh, he has a girlfriend in real life. I'm like, yeah, I'm it's like no, and I hate it. <laughs> it's not true. It's I can see true. it now. Nah, it's not true. I don't care what the gossip. He's just making that up. Say. It's not true. <laughs> this, this is not. Mm-mm. No. Nah, Kiki's not getting married. Kendall's not getting married. Then all of a sudden, Ebo now, whenever yeah. it's announced, yeah. Yeah. and then Five he just got wet. Nope, it didn't mm, happen. Still not married. It, that, it didn't happen. <laughs> 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 Oh, me pretending like that. But I'm I have to agree with you on that. I mean, on. the director didn't really has. Did, oh, did, okay. <laughs> no, like they didn't give us any information at all <clears throat> with this whole entire thing when they should have. Like, he was like, "I don't know. I have mm. an idea, but I don't really know what, where I want to go with it right now." You know, and it's like kind of like having the final exam, and it's like I know these. I think I've seen these answers before. Mm. I think I've seen these questions before. Kind of like on Good yeah, Burger, you know. Where gets, I think I've seen these before. people or him not take any interviews you know? until they have a clear idea. <laughs> they want to go with this script. Well. Either that or whenever they're being approached, because I know that they're actually working on the the stunt director choreographers are Matrix actually working four. with yeah. Keanu on the the Matrix movie, right? So I think the best option for them to say, "Look, I have no comment at this time. It's still too early. Keanu is still working on the Matrix and everything, and until he finishes it up." We'll go on ahead, take a breather, and yeah, that's why they should hire he's done, We'll go on ahead and revisit this <laughs> to be his another publicist. time. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I was just about to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm a better publicist for somebody else than rather than myself because I'm like, it's like, damn, yeah. I make some pretty good. Yeah, same uh, for me. They call me advice. the advice at work. But I don't fall. The UPS guy. I'm like, state your business. What do you want? It's like deliver packages. What kind of packages? Uh, the packages <laughs> I always deliver. Mm, no, 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 no. Frisk them. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know that you wrote an article today about yes. the whole entire thing about May the 4th and May the 5th. Yes. 
uh, for Star Wars uh, Celebration? Yes. From uh, what I care to elaborate on it? Um, since the whole pandemic okay. that we have okay. going on, unfortunately, all the conventions and you know, they're being canceled out and public gatherings are being limited. But um, and this is something I haven't really heard of before. Was it called like uh, Read Readpop? I think that's what I wrote. But anyway, uh, they're affiliated with like New York Comic Con and yeah. Emerald Re-pop. City Comic Con. So anyway, Readpop. Uh, they're going to host a virtual convention for May the 4th and they're going to be live tweeting and playing the original trilogy movies so it's going to be like really um, heavy fan base centered around it Um, so yeah and then they're going to have Revenge of the 5th too so it's going to be May 4th through the 5th and they're going to have all these movies uh, live tweets, um, probably some other fun stuff, hopefully. But in the article I wrote, there's an itinerary that gives you detailed um, instructions or details of what all the events are going to be about. That's actually pretty cool for them to actually want to still do a celebration, even though there's not going to be anyone there. I like the fact that they still want to incorporate their fans and have a place for us and everything, especially on May the 4th, which is a major binge, some major binge watching when it comes down to Star Wars movies. And you also have the Rise of Skywalker coming yeah. Yeah, they're out on May the 4th, I believe, or a couple too. of days before May the 4th. So... That should be pretty cool, actually. Um, but yeah, check out the article or any other news outlets, but mostly our news outlet, which is Movie Lovers Unite, because it's the best one. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do. But yeah, check that out um, and tune in to the virtual convention for May right. the 4th. Because um, I think it's an uh, innovative idea. Um, yeah. 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 And I think it's great. I, I think it's I a mean, great things idea. Things keep going like this. Do. If they prolong, you know? this may be the, dare I say, future of conventions, but mm, it probably won't be the same. It won't because we're going to miss that connectivity with our with the fan base and everything with other people who share the same uh, fan base as everybody else. We're going to miss that yeah, whole entire yeah, talking and back and to other people that love not the as, same things that we do. It's not like you know being in person, but it's mostly just a watch party and you're tweeting, tweeting. But you know you can still connect with fans around the world. It's a good substitute for what we're in right now. Right. Oh, 110. All right. I agree 110% on that. And I think that... (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) But yeah, I think that this is actually the right way to go about it. And I think that uh, Disney Star Wars is actually playing the right cards right now 
at trying to keep everybody safe. Yeah, me too. And I'll, wanting to do something special there. for May the 4th. So, so I can write about it. Um, and give you updates and see how it goes for me. <laughs> cool. All mm. right. Because chances is I'll probably be at work when all this is going down. So I might not even get a chance to enjoy it like I want to. So yeah, I'd like to actually yeah. Uh, yeah. hear what Reporting you saw and everything from... too. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reporting live from Twitter from your house. <laughs> but <laughs> but. Another news, I just found out that Perry Jenkins gives an update on Wonder uh, Woman no, 3 and no. the Amazon spinoff. Please enlighten me. Did you hear about that? Okay, so so there's actually going to be a potential Amazon spinoff story along with a potential, uh, let's see, they have already ma- been mapped out. However, it's going to be a while before she starts building those ideas into anything concrete. While speaking with Total Film, VIA Gamer Radar, Jenkins confirmed that she'll be taking a break from the franchise after the sequel arrives this summer. I'm going to get to that in a minute about her taking a break, because I have something I want to add to that. Um, I'm not going to nail down, this is also what she said, she goes, I'm not going to nail down a fresh thought about it until this movie comes out mm. because I kind of want to give myself mm. a palate cleanser and be fresh of mind. And Jenkins said Jenkins. But yeah, there's an arc that I have in mind for the first movie and then the second movie and then the Amazon movie and then the third movie. Mm. So basically she has plans to make a third Wonder Woman movie even after the spinoff, I believe. Unless she's counting the... Yeah, she's actually counting that in uh, Jenkins desired to briefly step away from the DC universe after she's done with Wonder Woman 84 isn't without prison after the original film bowed in 2017. Jenkins turned her attention to the TNT miniseries I Am the Night. Jenkins also confirmed that she, she has no plans to sit in the director's chair for mm. the Amazon spinoff. So she's not going to direct the Amazon spinoff. She goes, I'm not going to direct it. Hopefully, added Jenkins, I'm going to try really hard not to. It's not going to be easy, but Wonder Woman 84 co writer and former DC Entertainment president and chief creative officer Jeff Johns and I came up with the story and we sold the pitch and we're going to get it going. I'll produce it for sure. And Wonder Woman 1984 (laughs) is going to be out August 14th. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, because, but I like the fact that she's like, you know what, I made two of these films, and, you know, I don't want to become fatigued, because if you, you know, this is the same thing that happened with the director from Avengers uh, Age of Ultron, he became very fatigued of it, Joss Whedon did, and I like the fact that she acknowledged the fact that, you know what, I made two of these movies, we pitched an idea for a spinoff of the Amazons. So somebody else can go on ahead and do that. I'll just be a producer on it. And I just need a break so that way I'm not feeling fatigued of this whole entire Wonder Woman's uh, franchise. And I like the fact that she acknowledged that because some directors won't. And they'll still make the movie no matter what. 
And by then, you're already is wore she, down. Now, is she going to be able so to So, I like that aspect where she's actually a knowledge Person that. that's going to direct and Amazon's. No, she's just going to be a co-producer. She's going to leave that up to Jeff Johns, the uh, person who's in charge oh, okay. of doing all that stuff, which is actually like the Kevin Foggy of the mm-hmm. DC universe. Yeah. So, all she's going to do is just do her slap a co-producing or producer name on there, and that's it. And she'll have some thumbprints on it, but not enough to actually do do anything with. Because sometimes, don't forget, when you say see producer on there, Sometimes they'll just go on ahead and just slap that person's name on there, and then just to get recognition of the fact that that person was um, person's name's on there, and they won't even have any type of dealings with the movie at all. So sometimes, whenever somebody says, "Well, this is going to be a producer for this movie," sometimes they actually have their fingerprints on the film, and they're actually present there a little mm-hmm. bit and gives advice over to the directors and stuff. But I believe that she's actually going to be one of those people that will be involved just to have her fingerprints on it. And be like, okay, I pitched this idea. I'm going to present it to you. And I'm going to advise you on what to do because I know these characters. Mm. So it's kind of like a group That's all project. I'm doing is advising you. I just put my name on it. We'll get an A, I think. Right. Mm, mm. <laughs> exactly. There's always that one slacker. I'm not calling Patty Jenkins a slacker at all because mm-hmm. she's not. She's done two Wonder Woman movies and she's a mm. phenomenal director. No, Especially I whenever I saw the movie Monster, she directed yeah, that movie. movie. Did you know that? Yeah, she directed that movie. And she's very mm-hmm. selective at what she does. And that's also why, too, you don't really see mm. that much stuff that she's done. Is because she's so selective at what she does. So she's a very knowledgeable and selective person when it comes down to certain projects. Yeah, that, which is something that, takes that I respect a lot about a, emotional a woman director like that. It's the new word that's thrown around on the internet. <laughs> it's, are you emotionally intelligent? Uh, I think so. I got AIDS <laughs> in my class. <laughs> it takes a lot of that. Just keep well, I'm you know, emotional. Sifting like, through your emotions and being in tune and mindfulness. That's another key word. Um, it takes <laughs> what? It's, it's all over the internet. Look at LinkedIn. Um, so it takes a lot of mindfulness and emotional intelligence for her to say, Look, okay. you know, kind of burnt out. I'm going to give myself a break. I am going to take this in in this moment and I'm just going to take my hands off of it because I do not want to burn myself out and I don't want to do a crappy job. Emotional intelligence. Mindfulness. Right. <laughs> Look it up. Oh, well, you know, it's almost Friday. You're on fire tonight. <laughs> but this is my natural energy. Right, exactly. Without any TGIF. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. But that's pretty much everything that I wanted to cover. 
other than the fact that they are actually hmm. making a um animated Transformers prequel movie, which is attached to it is the director for from Toy Story Four. And he also won an Academy yes, Award you, for uh, Toy Story 4, and oh. that was actually his first big project. Uh-oh, is, are we at the two-hour mark? First what off, you, before what I get you, you know what? Let's go in and do this. What did you think of Toy Story 4? Okay, good. We got time. <laughs> We're 71 minutes in. So, first off, I can't wait for Kiki right. to show up. I want to hear what your thoughts are on is this. He? Is. I mean, the story is good, but where is he exactly? <laughs> they already seen outside Kiki. Oh no, he's not there. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, I think it's you know Toy Story Four. <laughs> it, it the Toy Story franchise in general hits you right in the heart because you know not only do they cater to kids. But they like snatch the hearts out of adults and say, oh, you know, welcome to adulthood. And these are your feelings and we're slapping them on the screen, you know. Like you see toys that are like, no, I grew up. Exactly. I'm not going to be a child's plaything. I'm just going to be free and explore and find myself. And you're like, whoa, what the hell? That's what I'm doing. <gasps> oh. And you look on the bottom of your foot and like, oh, nothing's on there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't There's belong no to anybody. It's like, Dobie is a free elf. I don't know Dobie, why I just that's a looked free at my elf. foot, too. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm like, there's no Andy, right? Oh, boy, I'm glad we're not on camera. <laughs> No, that's okay. Nobody needs to see me. I would like to actually see that, to be honest. Is there an Andy on my foot? No, it's not there. Okay. I just think, oh, I could just realize I'm going, what are you doing? But I think um, Bo Peep was really badass. You know, she was badass. But anyway, it definitely but does. She was, like, really badass. Like, you know, she got a sheep, a posse, mm-hmm. his underground gang, and she got, like, this car <laughs> she's like in disguise and move around like the, the humans I was like wow she got this whole thing planned out yeah I don't blame Woody for wanting to be with her <laughs> She'll, she's definitely someone that can actually hold her own and also be feminine as yeah, well and what is just that so. kind of guy where you can actually accept yeah her at first i didn't really get why he was so driven to right um <laughs> um you know protect whatever that forky is it forky i was gonna say spoony <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah forky. Forky. yeah but yeah yeah I, <laughs> no it's forky because it's made out of it fork. was so deep too because yeah. Forky kept wanting to throw herself in the trash and he's like, no, you're a toy. He's like, no, no, I'm trash. I belong in the trash. He's like, that's how I feel sometimes. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, you're important. You don't belong in the trash. You belong with her. <gasps> oh. <laughs> like, it just kind of, it has all these themes and it's like, 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is going on with my life? And then, you know, after all that emotional I don't know, roller coaster that I've been on. Then I see Kiki and I'm like, Oh, he's Canadian now? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, who has, being like an like, evil Knievel from the previous child that like threw him away, threw him away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think let me you tell you, me, but you can tell let me. Let me tell you this. You want to know how we got that role? Okay, so the directors were trying out other actors and stuff like that, and they weren't fitting the bill. So they went up to Kano, and he's like, Kano, we have a role for you that's specifically for you. We tried other actors out. It just wasn't clicking, and we want you to try it. Next thing you know, he starts going, he starts doing all that stuntman stuff that he was doing on Toy Story, and they were pretty much, he broke them. (laughs) <laughs> mm. And everything to the point where they were both la- they were laughing. Yeah, and yeah, he got his, the role. What was his kid's name? Was it John Pierre or something? Something like, yeah. And then he was like, you know, John Pierre. Yeah, I didn't live up Pierre to... or something. Hmm. There's another D one. Brace yourself. He didn't live up to John Pierre's expectations <laughs> of what the toy was <laughs> on the TV. And John Pierre couldn't fly, right. so he just threw him on the ground and walked away. <laughs> and he gave Kiki the stuntman PTSD because he was like, "I'm not, I'm not worthy enough." Because John Pierre threw me away, I don't think I can make <laughs> this jump. I'm not who you guys think I am. And they said, "You are. You know, screw John Pierre. You know, you've always been that guy." And he was like, you really think so? Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. And then he was, you know, he's believing in himself. And all of a sudden, he had PTSD. He was like, jump here. Oh, I can't do it. Uh-uh. I'm turning back. See how real it was? <laughs> mm, I don't even want to. I'm surprised. It was. And, and it makes me wonder what I did to my toys. Because I was horrible <laughs> <I> was <a laughs> <kid>. <laughs> Same here. Same, same here. I ended up blending in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with uh, the Ghostbusters. Uh, it was like their hair was cut off and knocking and people off the roof of it. And they were naked. And I was like, what is going on? It <laughs> 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 wasn't good. And they were having sex with each other. They had sex with Ken. Like, oh, smash, but, smash. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's a story for another. Time. That's a different. But that's yeah, a story I like story. the movie. Sorry, um, going back to the movie. Yes, I I like the movie. But yeah, I, really I, I definitely agree with. Well. Uh, but then again, <clears throat> brace yourself again for another emotional moment. He wasn't being played with because he was just in the background collecting lint. Because he wasn't really the favorite toy anymore. Because mm-hmm. you know why? Because Andy right. grew up and went to college. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And he, mm. Not only that, but also toys, too, are outdated mm. sometimes. Sometimes certain to- toys are not as popular as mm. they once were back wow. whenever Andy was a kid. See? It's just like the Deep. transitions that Toy everything story. goes through. Toy Story fur. Four. Fur. Toy yep. Story fur. Very deep. Fur. <laughs> fur. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but this show think, has run but off yeah, that's the rails. Pretty much all the topics so. that I wanted to talk about <laughs> it's for tonight. Time for us to end before I say something else. <laughs> yeah, white powder. White right. powder. <laughs> like white powder. <laughs> this time you hear that this insert powder. I'm like, oh, they're talking about cocaine. Got it. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> but anyways, I just want to go ahead and say, <laughs> uh, you know yeah, what? You. This has been a great uh, pleasure of actually doing this with you as always, and and I just want to make this announcement and everything. I'm not going to be able to do the Sen live after show with the Merc with the movie blog. Right now, there's been some scheduling conflicts and everything right now. And as soon as I find out more information on that, I'll get back with everybody. But as of right now, it's going to be pushed back to a later date. And it's going to happen. I just don't know when it's going to happen. But when it gets closer to that time again and that window is open again, I'll let everybody know. And, of course, you can always go on ahead and reach out to us at Movie Loves Your TV Loves Your Night on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And also on YouTube. And we also have an email address, which is movieloversunite at gmail.com. So feel like feel free to go on ahead, write us. And also, too, I have a contest going right now for people that's only living in the United States. And I'm giving away all three what? digital copies of <laughs> Bad Boys 1, Bad Boys 2, and Bad Boys for Life. What do you guys have to Yeah. So, you know what you guys have to do? You guys are going to have to go on ahead, hit that subscribe button, smash that subscribe button. Then, I want you to guys go on ahead. In the description, I'm going to have where you guys can leave me a voicemail message. And, I want you guys to go on ahead and tell us why you're the biggest fans for Movie Lovers Unite and what you love about the franchise for Bad Boys. And the winner of the voicemail, we're going to go on ahead and announce that on the air. And then, after that... I'm going to be messaging you on Facebook or on Instagram, and you have to check that um, message request button. And chances is, if if you wind up getting a message from me, you won that you won that whole entire complete prize. So go on ahead, smash that share button, smash that subscribe button, leave us a voicemail message, and tell us what you guys think about the show. Let you let us know. What do you think about Bad Boys and what it means Bye. to you for being a fan of the franchise? 